Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is part one of NGO and Yukowski on Alignment Difficulty, published by Eliezer Yukowski and Richard NGO on the AI Alignment Forum. This post is the first in a series of transcribed Discord conversations between Richard NGO and Eliezer Yukowski, moderated by Nate Soares. We've also added Richard and Nate's running summaries of the conversation, and others' replies, from Google Docs. Later conversation participants include Aya Kotra, Beth Barnes, Carl Schulman, Holden Karnofsky, John Tallinn, Paul Cristiano, Rob Bensinger, and Raheen Shah. The transcripts are a complete record of several Discord channels Miri made for discussion. We tried to edit the transcripts as little as possible, other than to fix typos and a handful of confusingly worded sentences, to add some paragraph breaks, and to add referenced figures and links. We didn't end up redacting any substantive content, other than the names of people who would prefer not to be cited. We swapped the order of some chat messages for clarity and conversational flow, indicated with extra timestamps, and in some cases combined logs where the conversation switched channels. Color key. Chat by Richard and Elise or other chat Google doc content inline comments. Zero. Prefatory comments. Yukowski 832 November 6th follow-up comment. At Rob's request I'll try to keep this brief, but this was an experimental format and some issues cropped up that seem large enough to deserve notes. Especially when coming into the early parts of this dialogue, I had some backed-up hypotheses about what might be the main sticking point, and how can I address that, which from the standpoint of a pure dialogue might seem to be causing me to go on digressions, relative to if I was just trying to answer Richard's own questions. On reading the dialogue, I noticed that this looks evasive or like point-missing, like I'm weirdly not just directly answering Richard's questions. Often the questions are answered later, or at least I think they are, though it may not be in the first segment of the dialogue. But the larger phenomenon is that I came in with some things I wanted to say, and Richard came in asking questions, and there was a minor accidental mismatch there. It would have looked better if we'd both stated positions first without question marks, say, or if I'd just confined myself to answering questions from Richard. This is not a huge catastrophe, but it's something for the reader to keep in mind as a minor hiccup that showed up in the early parts of experimenting with this new format. Yukowski 832 November 6th follow-up comment prompted by some later stumbles in attempts to summarize this dialogue. Summary seemed plausibly a major mode of propagation for a sprawling dialogue like this, and the following request seems like it needs to be very prominent to work, embedded requests later on didn't work. Please don't summarize this dialogue by saying, and so Eliezer's main idea is that or and then Eliezer thinks the key point is that or the primary argument is that etc. From my perspective, everybody comes in with a different set of sticking points versus things they see as obvious, and the conversation I have changes drastically depending on that. In the old days this used to be the orthogonality thesis, instrumental convergence, and superintelligence being a possible thing at all, today most open phil adjacent folks have other sticking points instead. Please transform. Eliezer's main reply is, greater than Eliezer replied that. Eliezer thinks the key point is, greater than Eliezer's point in response was. Eliezer thinks a major issue is, greater than Eliezer replied that one issue is. Eliezer's primary argument against this is, greater than Eliezer tried the counterargument that. Eliezer's main scenario for this is, greater than in a conversation in September of 2021, Eliezer sketched a hypothetical where. Note also that the transformed statements say what you observed, whereas the untransformed statements are, often incorrect, inferences about my latent state of mind. Though distinguishing relatively unreliable inference from more reliable observation is not necessarily the key idea here or the one big reason I'm asking for this. That's just one point I tried making, one argument that I hope might help drive home the larger thesis.
1. September 5th Conversation. 1.1. Deep versus shallow problem-solving patterns. NGO 11 o'clock. Hi all. Looking forward to the discussion. Yukowski 1101. Hi and welcome all. My name is Eliezer and I think alignment is really actually quite extremely difficult. Some people seem to not think this. It's an important issue so ought to be resolved somehow, which we can hopefully fully do today. I will however want to take a break after the first 90 minutes, if it goes that far and if NGO is in sleep cycle shape to continue past that. NGO 1102. A break in 90 minutes or so sounds good. Here's one way to kick things off, I agree that humans trying to align arbitrarily capable AIs seems very difficult. One reason that I'm more optimistic, or at least, not confident that we'll have to face the full very difficult version of the problem, is that at a certain point AIs will be doing most of the work. When you talk about alignment being difficult, what types of AIs are you thinking about aligning? Yukowski 1104. On my model of the other person, a lot of times when somebody thinks alignment shouldn't be that hard, they think there's some particular thing you can do to align an AGI, which isn't that hard, and their model is missing one of the foundational difficulties for why you can't do, easily or at all, one step of their procedure. So one of my own conversational processes might be to poke around looking for a step that the other person doesn't realize is hard. That said, I'll try to directly answer your own question first. NGO 1107. I don't think I'm confident that there's any particular thing you can do to align an AGI. Instead I feel fairly uncertain over a broad range of possibilities for how hard the problem turns out to be. And on some of the most important variables, it seems like evidence from the last decade pushes towards updating that the problem will be easier. Yukowski 1109. I think that after AGI becomes possible at all and then possible to scale to dangerously superhuman levels, there will be, in the best case scenario where a lot of other social difficulties got resolved, a three-month to two-year period where only a very few actors have AGI, meaning that it was socially possible for those few actors to decide to not just scale it to where it automatically destroys the world. During this step, if humanity is to survive, somebody has to perform some feat that causes the world to not be destroyed in three months or two years when too many actors have access to AGI code that will destroy the world if its intelligence dial is turned up. This requires that the first actor or actors to build AGI, be able to do something with that AGI which prevents the world from being destroyed, if it didn't require superintelligence, we could go do that thing right now, but no such human doable act apparently exists so far as I can tell. So we want the least dangerous, most easily aligned thing to do with an AGI, but it does have to be a pretty powerful act to prevent the automatic destruction of Earth after three months or two years. It has to flip the game board rather than letting the suicidal game play out. We need to align the AGI that performs this pivotal act, to perform that pivotal act without killing everybody. Parenthetically, no act powerful enough and game board flipping enough to qualify is inside the Overton window of politics, or possibly even of effective altruism, which presents a separate social problem. I usually dodge around this problem by picking an exemplar act which is powerful enough to actually flip the game board, but not the most alignable act because it would require way too many aligned details, build self-replicating open-air nanosystems and use them, only, to melt all GPUs. Since any such nanosystems would have to operate in the full open world containing lots of complicated details, this would require tons and tons of alignment work, is not the pivotal act easiest to align, and we should do some other thing instead. But the other thing I have in mind is also outside the Overton window, just like this is. So I use melt all GPUs to talk about the requisite power level and the Overton window problem level, both of which seem around the right levels to me, but the actual thing I have in mind is more alignable, and this way, I can reply to anyone who says how dare you, by saying don't worry, 
I don't actually plan on doing that. NGO 1114. One way that we could take this discussion is by discussing the pivotal act make progress on the alignment problem faster than humans can. Yukowski 1115. This sounds to me like it requires extreme levels of alignment and operating in extremely dangerous regimes, such that, if you could do that, it would seem much more sensible to do some other pivotal act first, using a lower level of alignment tech. NGO 1116. Okay, this seems like a crux on my end. Yukowski 1116. In particular, I would hope that, in unlikely cases where we survive at all, we were able to survive by operating a superintelligence only in the lethally dangerous, but still less dangerous, regime of engineering nanosystems. Whereas solve alignment for us seems to require operating in the even more dangerous regimes of right AI code for us and model human psychology in tremendous detail. NGO 1117. What makes these regimes so dangerous? Is it that it's very hard for humans to exercise oversight? One thing that makes these regimes seem less dangerous to me is that they're broadly in the domain of solving intellectual problems rather than achieving outcomes in the world. Yukowski 11 19 Every AI output effectuates outcomes in the world. If you have a powerful unaligned mind hooked up to outputs that can start causal chains that effectuate dangerous things, it doesn't matter whether the comments on the code say intellectual problems or not. The danger of solving an intellectual problem is when it requires a powerful mind to think about domains that, when solved, render very cognitively accessible strategies that can do dangerous things. I expect the first alignment solution you can actually deploy in real life, in the unlikely event we get a solution at all, looks like 98% don't think about all these topics that we do not absolutely need and are adjacent to the capability to easily invent very dangerous outputs and 2% actually think about this dangerous topic but please don't come up with a strategy inside it that kills us. NGO 1121-1122. Let me try and be more precise about the distinction. It seems to me that systems which have been primarily trained to make predictions about the world would by default lack a lot of the cognitive machinery which humans use to take actions which pursue our goals. Perhaps another way of phrasing my point is something like, it doesn't seem implausible to me that we build AIs that are significantly more intelligent, in the sense of being able to understand the world, than humans, but significantly less agentic. Is this a crux for you? Obviously agentic is quite underspecified here, so maybe it'd be useful to dig into that first. Yukowski 1127-1133. I would certainly have learned very new and very exciting facts about intelligence, facts which indeed contradict my present model of how intelligence is liable to be discovered by present research paradigms work, if you showed me how can I put this in a properly general way that problems I thought were about searching for states that get fed into a result function and then a result scoring function, such that the input gets an output with a high score, were in fact not about search problems like that. I have sometimes given more specific names to this problem setup, but I think people have become confused by the terms I usually use, which is why I'm dancing around them. In particular, just as I have a model of the other person's beliefs in which they think alignment is easy because they don't know about difficulties I see as very deep and fundamental and hard to avoid, I also have a model in which people think why not just build an AI which does X but not Y? Because they don't realize what X and Y have in common, which is something that draws deeply on having deep models of intelligence. And it is hard to convey this deep theoretical grasp. But you can also see powerful practical hints that these things are much more correlated than, e.g., Robin Hansen was imagining during the FOOM debate, because Robin did not think something like GPT-3 should exist, Robin thought you should need to train lots of specific domains that didn't generalize. I argued then with Robin that it was something of a hint that humans had visual cortex and cerebellar cortex but not car design cortex, in order to design cars. Then in real life, 
it proved that reality was far to the Eliezer side of Eliezer on the Eliezer-Robin axis, and things like GPT-3 were built with less architectural complexity and generalized more than I was arguing to Robin that complex architectures should generalize over domains. The metaphor I sometimes use is that it is very hard to build a system that drives cars painted red, but is not at all adjacent to a system that could, with a few alterations, prove to be very good at driving a car painted blue. The drive a red car problem and the drive a blue car problem have too much in common. You can maybe ask, align a system so that it has the capability to drive red cars, but refuses to drive blue cars. You can't make a system that is very good at driving red painted cars, but lacks the basic capability to drive blue painted cars because you never trained it on that. The patterns found by gradient descent, by genetic algorithms, or by other plausible methods of optimization, for driving red cars, would be patterns very close to the ones needed to drive blue cars. When you optimize for red cars you get the blue car capability whether you like it or not. NGO 1132. Does your model of intelligence rule out building AIs which make dramatic progress in mathematics without killing us all? Yukowski 1134-1139. If it were possible to perform some pivotal act that saved the world with an AI that just made progress on proving mathematical theorems, without, e.g., needing to explain those theorems to humans, I'd be extremely interested in that as a potential pivotal act. We wouldn't be out of the woods, and I wouldn't actually know how to build an AI like that without killing everybody, but it would immediately trump everything else as the obvious line of research to pursue. Parenthetically, there is very very little which my model of intelligence rules out. I think we all die because we cannot do certain dangerous things correctly, on the very first try in the dangerous regimes where one mistake kills you, and do them before proliferation of much easier technologies kills us. If you have the textbook from 100 years in the future that gives the simple robust solutions for everything, that actually work, you can write a superintelligence that thinks 2 plus 2 equals 5 because the textbook gives the methods for doing that which are simple and actually work in practice in real life. The textbook has the equivalent of use rel use instead of sigmoids everywhere, and avoids all the clever sounding things that will work at subhuman levels and blow up when you run them at superintelligent levels. NGO 1136-1140 Hmm, so suppose we train an AI to prove mathematical theorems when given them, perhaps via some sort of adversarial setter-solver training process. By default I have the intuition that this AI could become extremely good at proving theorems, far beyond human level, without having goals about real-world outcomes. It seems to me that in your model of intelligence, being able to do tasks like mathematics is closely coupled with trying to achieve real-world outcomes. But I'd actually take GPT-3 as some evidence against this position, although still evidence in favor of your position over Hansen's, since it seems able to do a bunch of reasoning tasks while still not being very agentic. There's some alternative world where we weren't able to train language models to do reasoning tasks without first training them to perform tasks in complex RL environments, and in that world I'd be significantly less optimistic. Yukowski 1141. I put to you that there is a predictable bias in your estimates, where you don't know about the deep stuff that is required to prove theorems, so you imagine that certain cognitive capabilities are more disjoint than they actually are. If you knew about the things that humans are using to reuse their reasoning about chipped hand axes and other humans, to prove math theorems, you would see it as more plausible that proving math theorems would generalize to chipping hand axes and manipulating humans. GPT-3 is a complicated story, on my view of it and intelligence. We're looking at an interaction between tons and tons of memorized shallow patterns. GPT-3 is very unlike the way that natural selection built humans. NGO 1144. I agree with that last point. But this is also one of the reasons that I previously claimed that AIs could be more intelligent than humans while being less agentic, 
because there are systematic differences between the way in which natural selection built humans, and the way in which we'll train AGIs. Yukowski 1145. My current suspicion is that stack more layers alone is not going to take us to GPT-6 which is a true AGI, and this is because of the way that GPT-3 is, in your own terminology, not agentic, and which is, in my terminology, not having gradient descent on GPT-3 run across sufficiently deep problem-solving patterns. NGO 1146. Okay, that helps me understand your position better. So here's one important difference between humans and neural networks, Humans face the genomic bottleneck which means that each individual has to rederive all the knowledge about the world that their parents already had. If this genetic bottleneck hadn't been so tight, then individual humans would have been significantly less capable of performing novel tasks. Yukowski 1150. I agree. NGO 1150. In my terminology, this is a reason that humans are more agentic than we otherwise would have been. Yukowski 1150. This seems indisputable. NGO 1151. Another important difference, humans were trained in environments where we had to run around surviving all day, rather than solving maths problems etc. Yukowski 1151. I continue to nod. NGO 1152. Supposing I agree that reaching a certain level of intelligence will require AIs with the deep problem-solving patterns you talk about, which lead AIs to try to achieve real-world goals. It still seems to me that there's likely a lot of space between that level of intelligence and human intelligence. And if that's the case, then we could build AIs which help us solve the alignment problem before we build AIs which instantiate sufficiently deep problem-solving patterns that they decide to take over the world. Nor does it seem like the reason humans want to take over the world is because of a deep fact about our intelligence. It seems to me that humans want to take over the world mainly because that's very similar to things we evolved to do, like taking over our tribe. Yukowski 1157. So here's the part that I agree with, if there were one theorem only mildly far out of human reach, like proving the ABC conjecture, if you think it hasn't already been proven, and providing a machine-readable proof of this theorem would immediately save the world, say, aliens will give us an aligned superintelligence, as soon as we provide them with this machine-readable proof, then there would exist a plausible though not certain road to saving the world, which would be to try to build a shallow mind that proved the ABC conjecture by memorizing tons of relatively shallow patterns for mathematical proofs learned through self-play without that system ever abstracting math as deeply as humans do, but the sheer width of memory and sheer depth of search sufficing to do the job. I am not sure, to be clear, that this would work. But my model of intelligence does not rule it out. NGO 1158. I'm actually thinking of a mind which understands maths more deeply than humans, but perhaps only understands maths, or perhaps also a range of other sciences better than humans. Yukowski 12 o'clock. Parts I disagree with, that help us solve alignment bears any significant overlap with provide us a machine-readable proof of the ABC conjecture without thinking too deeply about it. That humans want to take over the world only because it resembles things we evolved to do. NGO 1201. I definitely agree that humans don't only want to take over the world because it resembles things we evolved to do. Yukowski 1202. Alas, eliminating five reasons why something would go wrong doesn't help much if there's two remaining reasons something would go wrong that are much harder to eliminate. NGO 1202. But if we imagine having a human-level intelligence which hadn't evolved primarily to do things that reasonably closely resembled taking over the world, then I expect that we could ask that intelligence questions in a fairly safe way. And that's also true for an intelligence that is noticeably above human level. So one question is, how far above human level could we get before a system which has only been trained to do things like answer questions and understand the world will decide to take over the world? Yukowski 1204. 
I think this is one of the very rare cases where the intelligence difference between village idiot and Einstein, which I'd usually see as very narrow, makes a structural difference. I think you can get some outputs from a village idiot level AGI, which got there by training on domains exclusively like math, and this will probably not destroy the world, if you were right about that, about what was going on inside. I have more concern about the Einstein level. NGO1205. Let's focus on the Einstein level then. Human brains have been optimized very little for doing science. This suggests that building an AI which is Einstein level at doing science is significantly easier than building an AI which is Einstein level at taking over the world, or other things which humans evolved to do. Yukowski 1208. I think there's a certain broad sense in which I agree with the literal truth of what you just said. You will systematically overestimate how much easier, or how far you can push the science part without getting the taking over the world part, for as long as your model is ignorant of what they have in common. NGO 1208. Maybe this is a good time to dig into the details of what they have in common, then. Yukowski 1209 1211 1213. I feel like I haven't had much luck with trying to explain that on previous occasions. Not to you, to others too. There are shallow topics like why p-zombies can't be real and how quantum mechanics works and why science ought to be using likelihood functions instead of p-values, and I can barely explain those to some people, but then there are some things that are apparently much harder to explain than that and which defeat my abilities as an explainer. That's why I've been trying to point out that, even if you don't know the specifics, there's an estimation bias that you can realize should exist in principle. Of course, I also haven't had much luck in saying to people, well, even if you don't know the truth about X that would let you see Y, can you not see by abstract reasoning that knowing any truth about X would predictably cause you to update in the direction of Y, people don't seem to actually internalize that much either. Not you, other discussions. NGO 12 10 12 11 12 13. Makes sense. Are there ways that I could try to make this easier? For example, I could do my best to explain what I think your position is. Given what you've said I'm not optimistic about this helping much. But insofar as this is the key set of intuitions which has been informing your responses, it seems worth a shot. Another approach would be to focus on our predictions for how AI capabilities will play out over the next few years. I take your point about my estimation bias. To me it feels like there's also a bias going the other way, which is that as long as we don't know the mechanisms by which different human capabilities work, we'll tend to lump them together as one thing. Yukowski 1214. Yep. If you didn't know about visual cortex and auditory cortex, or about eyes and ears, you would assume much more that any sentience ought to both see and hear. NGO 1216. So then my position is something like, human pursuit of goals is driven by emotions and reward signals which are deeply evolutionarily ingrained, and without those we'd be much safer but not that much worse at pattern recognition. Yukowski 1217. If there's a pivotal act you can get just by supreme acts of pattern recognition, that's right up there with pivotal act composed solely of math for things that would obviously instantly become the prime direction of research. NGO 1218. To me it seems like maths is much more about pattern recognition than, say, being a CEO. Being a CEO requires coherence over long periods of time, long-term memory, motivation, metacognition, etc. Yukowski 1218-1223. One occasionally argued line of research can be summarized from a certain standpoint is how about a pivotal act composed entirely of predicting text and to this my reply is you're trying to get fully general AGI capabilities by predicting text that is about deep, agentic reasoning, and that doesn't actually help. Human math is very much about goals. People want to prove sub-theorems on the way to proving theorems. 
we might be able to make a different kind of mathematician that works more like GPT-3 in the dangerously inscrutable parts that are all non-inspectable vectors of floating point numbers, but even there you'd need some alpha-zero-like outer framework to supply the direction of search. That outer framework might be able to be powerful enough without being reflective, though. So it would plausibly be much easier to build a mathematician that was capable of superhuman formal theorem proving but not agentic. The reality of the world might tell us lol no, but my model of intelligence doesn't mandate that. That's why, if you gave me a pivotal act composed entirely of output a machine-readable proof of this theorem and the world is saved, I would pivot there. It actually does seem like it would be a lot easier. NGO 1221-1225. Okay, so if I attempt to rephrase your argument. Your position, there's a set of fundamental similarities between tasks like doing maths, doing alignment research, and taking over the world. In all of these cases, agents based on techniques similar to modern ML which are very good at them will need to make use of deep problem-solving patterns which include goal-oriented reasoning. So while it's possible to beat humans at some of these tasks without those core competencies, people usually overestimate the extent to which that's possible. Yukowski 1225. Remember, a lot of my concern is about what happens first, especially if it happens soon enough that future AGI bears any resemblance whatsoever to modern ML, not about what can be done in principle. So R is 12.26. Note, it's been 85 minutes, and we're planning to take a break at 90 minutes, so this seems like a good point for a little bit more clarifying back and forth on Richard's summary before a break. NGO 12.26. I'll edit to say plausible for ML techniques. An extent to which that's plausible. Yukowski 12.28. I think that obvious to me future outgrowths of modern ML paradigms are extremely liable to, if they can learn how to do sufficiently superhuman X, generalized to taking over the world. How fast this happens does depend on X it would plausibly happen relatively slower, at higher levels, with theorem proving as the X, and with architectures that carefully stuck to gradient descent memorization over shallow network architectures to do a pattern recognition part with search factored out, sort of, this is not generally safe, this is not a general formula for safe things, rather than imposing anything like the genetic bottleneck you validly pointed out as a reason why humans generalize. Profitable X, and all X I can think of that would actually save the world, seem much more problematic. NGO 1230. Okay, happy to take a break here. So R is 1230. Great timing. NGO 1230. We can do a bit of meta discussion afterwards. My initial instinct is to push on the question of how similar Eliezer thinks alignment research is to theorem proving. Yukowski 1230. Yep. This is my lunch break, actually my first food of day break on a 600 calorie diet, so I can be back in 45 minutes if you're still up for that. NGO 1231. Sure. Also, if any of the spectators are reading in real time, and have suggestions or comments, I'd be interested in hearing them. Yukowski 1231. I'm also cheerful about spectators posting suggestions or comments during the break. So R is 1232. Sounds good. I declare us on a break for 45 minutes, at which point we'll reconvene, for another 90, by default. Floor is open to suggestions and commentary. 1.2. Requirements for science. Yukowski 1250. I seem to be done early if people, mainly Richard, want to resume in 10 minutes, 30 meters break. NGO 1251. Yep, happy to do so. So R is 1257. Some quick commentary from me. It seems to me like we're exploring a crux in the vicinity of should we expect that systems capable of executing a pivotal act would, by default in lieu of significant technical alignment effort, be using their outputs to optimize the future. I'm curious whether you two agree that this is a crux, but Plaza don't get sidetracked answering me. 
the general discussion seems to be going well to me. In particular, has offer careful and articulate efforts to zero in on cruxes. NGO 1300 hours. I think that's a crux for the specific pivotal act of doing better alignment research, and maybe some other pivotal acts, but not all, or necessarily most, of them. Yukowski 1301. I should also say out loud that I've been working a bit with IA on making an attempt to convey the intuitions behind there being deep patterns that generalize and are liable to be learned, which covered a bunch of ground, taught me how much ground there was, and made me relatively more reluctant to try to recover the same ground in this modality. NGO 1302. Going forward, a couple of things I'd like to ask Eliezer about. In what ways are the tasks that are most useful for alignment similar or different to proving mathematical theorems, which we agreed might generalize relatively slowly to taking over the world? What are the deep problem-solving patterns underlying these tasks? Can you summarize my position? I was going to say that I was most optimistic about number two in order to get these ideas into a public format. But if that's going to happen anyway based on IA's work, then that seems less important. Yukowski 1303. I could still try briefly and see what happens. NGO 1303. That seems valuable to me, if you're up for it. At the same time, I'll try to summarize some of my own intuitions about intelligence which I expect to be relevant. Yukowski 1304. I'm not sure I could summarize your position in a non-straw way. To me there's a huge visible distance between solve alignment for us and output machine-readable proofs of theorems where I can't give a good account of why you think talking about the latter would tell us much about the former. I don't know what other pivotal act you think might be easier. NGO 1306. I see. I was considering solving scientific problems as an alternative to proving theorems, with alignment being one, particularly hard, example of a scientific problem. But decided to start by discussing theorem proving since it seemed like a clearer cut case. Yukowski 1307. Can you predict in advance why Eliezer thinks solving scientific problems is significantly thornier? Where alignment is like totally not a particularly hard example of a scientific problem except in the sense that it has science in it at all, which is maybe the real crux, but also a more difficult issue. NGO 1309. Based on some of your earlier comments, I'm currently predicting that you think the step where the solutions need to be legible to and judged by humans makes science much thornier than theorem proving, where the solutions are machine-checkable. Yukowski 1310. That's one factor. Should I state the other big one or would you rather try to state it first? NGO 1310. Requiring a lot of real-world knowledge for science? If it's not that, go ahead and say it. Yukowski 1311. That's one way of stating it. The way I'd put it is that it's about making up hypotheses about the real world. Like, the real world is then a thing that the AI is modeling, at all. Factor 3, on many interpretations of doing science, you would furthermore need to think up experiments. That's planning, value of information, search for an experimental setup whose consequences distinguish between hypotheses, meaning you're now searching for initial setups that have particular causal consequences. NGO 1312. To me modeling the real world is a very continuous variable. At one end you have physics equations that are barely separable from maths problems, at the other end you have humans running around in physical bodies. To me it seems plausible that we could build an agent which solves scientific problems but has very little self-awareness, in the sense of knowing that it's an AI, knowing that it's being trained, etc. I expect that your response to this is that modeling oneself is part of the deep problem-solving patterns which AGIs are very likely to have. Yukowski 1315 there's a problem of inferring the causes of sensory experience in cognition that does science. Which, in fact, also appears in the way that humans do math, and is possibly inextricable from math in general, 
but this is an example of the sort of deep model that says whoops I guess you get science from math after all, not a thing that makes science less dangerous because it's more like just math. You can build an AI that only ever drives red cars, and which, at no point in the process of driving a red car, ever needs to drive a blue car in order to drive a red car. That doesn't mean its red car driving capabilities won't be extremely close to blue car driving capabilities if at any point the internal cognition happens to get pointed towards driving a blue car. The fact that there's a deep car driving pattern which is the same across red cars and blue cars doesn't mean that the AI has ever driven a blue car, per se, or that it has to drive blue cars to drive red cars. But if blue cars are fire, you sure are playing with that fire. NGO1318 to me, sensory experiences in the video and audio coming in from this body that I'm piloting and sensory experiences in a file containing the most recent results of the Large Hadron Collider are very very different. I'm not saying we could train an AI scientist just from the latter, but plausibly from data that's closer to the latter than the former. Yukowski 1319. So there's separate questions about does an AGI inseparably need to model itself inside the world to do science and did we build something that would be very close to modeling itself, and could easily stumble across that by accident somewhere in the inscrutable floating point numbers, especially if that was even slightly useful for solving the outer problems. NGO 1319. Hmm, I see. Yukowski 13 20 13 21 13 21. If you're trying to build an AI that literally does science only to observations collected without the AI having had a causal impact on those observations, that's legitimately more dangerous than math but maybe less dangerous than active science. You might still stumble across an active scientist because it was a simple internal solution to something, but the outer problem would be legitimately stripped of an important structural property the same way that pure math not describing earthly objects is stripped of important structural properties. And of course my reaction again is, there is no pivotal act which uses only that cognitive capability. NGO 13 20 13 21 13 26. I guess that my, fairly strong, prior here is that something like self-modeling, which is very deeply built into basically every organism, is a very hard thing for an AI to stumble across by accident without significant optimization pressure in that direction. But I'm not sure how to argue this except by digging into your views on what the deep problem-solving patterns are. So if you're still willing to briefly try and explain those, that'd be useful to me. Causal impact again seems like a very continuous variable, it seems like the amount of causal impact you need to do good science is much less than the amount which is needed to, say, be a CEO. Yukowski 1326. The amount doesn't seem like the key thing, nearly so much as what underlying facilities you need to do whatever amount of it you need. NGO 1327. Agreed. Yukowski 1327. If you go back to the 16th century and ask for just one RNA vaccine, that's not much of a difference from asking for a million hundred of them. NGO 1328. Right, so the additional premise which I'm using here is that the ability to reason about causally impacting the world in order to achieve goals is something that you can have a little bit of. Or a lot of, and that the difference between these might come down to the training data used. Which at this point I don't expect you to agree with. Yukowski 1329. If you have reduced a pivotal act to look over the data from this hadron collider you neither built nor ran yourself, that really is a structural step down from do science or build a nanomachine but I can't see any pivotal acts like that, so is that question much of a crux? If there's intermediate steps they might be described in my native language like reason about causal impacts across only this one pre-programmed domain which you didn't learn in a general way, in only this part of the cognitive architecture that is separable from the rest of the cognitive architecture. NGO 1331. Perhaps another way of phrasing this intermediate step is that the agent has a shallow understanding of how to induce causal impacts. Yukowski 1331. 
What is shallow to you? NGO1331. In a similar way to how you claim that GPT-3 has a shallow understanding of language. Yukowski 1332. So it's memorized a ton of shallow causal impact inducing patterns from a large dataset. And this can be verified by, for example, presenting it with an example mildly outside the dataset and watching it fail, which we think will confirm our hypothesis that it didn't learn any deep ways of solving that dataset. NGO1333. Roughly speaking, yes. Yukowski 1334. Egg. It wouldn't surprise us at all if GPT-4 had learned to predict 2718 but not what is the area of a rectangle 27 meters by 18 meters, is what I'd like to say, but Codex sure did demonstrate those two were kinda awfully proximal. NGO 1334. Here's one way we could flesh this out. Imagine an agent that loses coherence quickly when it's trying to act in the world. So for example, we've trained it to do scientific experiments over a period of a few hours or days and then it's very good at understanding the experimental data and extracting patterns from it. But upon running it for a week or a month, it loses coherence in a similar way to how GPT-3 loses coherence, for example it forgets what it's doing. My story for why this might happen is something like, there is a specific skill of having long-term memory, and we never trained our agent to have this skill, and so it has not acquired that skill, even though it can reason in very general and powerful ways in the short term. This feels similar to the argument I was making before about how an agent might lack self-awareness, if we haven't trained it specifically to have that. Yukowski 1339. There's a set of obvious to me tactics for doing a pivotal act with minimal danger, which I do not think collectively make the problem safe, and one of these sets of tactics is indeed put a limit on the attention window or some other internal parameter, ramp it up slowly, don't ramp it any higher than you needed to solve the problem. NGO 1341. You could indeed do this manually, but my expectation is that you could also do this automatically, by training agents in environments where they don't benefit from having long attention spans. Yukowski 1342. Anytime one imagines a specific tactic of this kind, if one has the security mindset, one can also imagine all sorts of ways it might go wrong. For example, an attention window can be defeated if there's any aspect of the attended data or the internal state that ended up depending on past events in a way that leaked info about them. But, depending on how much superintelligence you were throwing around elsewhere, you could maybe get away with that, some of the time. NGO 1343. And that if you put agents in environments where they answer questions but don't interact much with the physical world, then there will be many different traits which are necessary for achieving goals in the real world which they will lack, because there was little advantage to the optimizer of building those traits in. Yukowski 1343. I'll observe that Transformer XL built an attention window that generalized, trained it on I think 380 tokens or something like that, and then found that it generalized to 4,000 tokens or something like that. NGO 1343. Yeah, an order of magnitude of generalization is not surprising to me. Yukowski 1344. Having observed one order of magnitude, I would personally not be surprised by two orders of magnitude either, after seeing that. NGO 1345. I'd be a little surprised, but I assume it would happen eventually. 1.3. Capability dials. Yukowski 1346. I have a sense that this is all circling back to the question, but what is it we do with the intelligence thus weakened? If you can save the world using a rock, I can build you a very safe rock. NGO 1346. Right. So far I've said alignment research, but I haven't been very specific about it. I guess some context here is that I expect that the first things we do with intelligence similar to this is create great wealth, produce a bunch of useful scientific advances, etc. And that will be in a world where people take the prospect of AGI much more seriously. Yukowski 1348. 
I mostly expect, albeit with some chance that reality says so what, to me and surprises me, because it is not as solidly determined as some other things, that we do not hang around very long in the weirdly human AGI phase before we get into the if you crank up this AGI it destroys the world phase. Less than five years, say, to put numbers on things. It would not surprise me in the least if the world ends before self-driving cars are sold on the mass market. On some quite plausible scenarios which I think have greater than 50% of my probability mass at the moment, research AGI companies would be able to produce prototype car driving AIs if they spent time on that, given the near world-ending tech level, but there will be many very serious questions about this relatively new unproven advancement in machine learning being turned loose on the roads. And their AGI tech will gain the property can be turned up to destroy the world before Earth gains the property you're allowed to sell self-driving cars on the mass market because there just won't be much time. And Geo 1352. Then I expect that another thing we do with this is produce a very large amount of data which rewards AIs for following human instructions. Yukowski 1352. On other scenarios, of course, self-driving becomes possible by limited AI well before things start to break, further, on AGI. And on some scenarios, the way you got to AGI was via some breakthrough that is already scaling pretty fast, so by the time you can use the tech to get self-driving cars, that tech already ends the world if you turn up the dial, or that event follows very swiftly. NGO 1353. When you talk about cranking up the AGI, what do you mean? Using more compute on the same data? Yukowski 1353. Running it with larger bounds on the for loops, over more GPUs, to be concrete about it. NGO 1353. In a RL setting, or a supervised, or unsupervised learning setting? Also, can you elaborate on the for loops? Yukowski 1356. I do not quite think that gradient descent on stack more layers alone, as used by OpenAI for GPT-3, say, and as opposed to DeepMind which builds more complex artifacts like Mu0 or Alpha Fold 2, is liable to be the first path taken to AGI. I am reluctant to speculate more in print about clever ways to AGI, and I think any clever person out there will, if they are really clever and not just a fancier kind of stupid, not talk either about what they think is missing from Stackmore layers or how you would really get AGI. That said, the way that you cannot just run GPT-3 at a greater search depth, the way you can run Mu0 at a greater search depth, is part of why I think that AGI is not likely to look exactly like GPT-3. The thing that kills us is likely to be a thing that can get more dangerous when you turn up a dial on it, not a thing that intrinsically has no dials that can make it more dangerous. 1.4. Consequentialist goals versus deontologist goals. NGO 1359. Hmm, okay. Let's take a quick step back and think about what would be useful for the last half hour. I want to flag that my intuitions about pivotal acts are not very specific, I'm quite uncertain about how the geopolitics of that situation would work, as well as the time frame between somewhere near human-level AGI and existential risk AGI. So we could talk more about this, but I expect there'd be a lot of me saying well we can't rule out that X happens, which is perhaps not the most productive mode of discourse. A second option is digging into your intuitions about how cognition works. Yukowski 1403. Well, obviously, in the limit of alignment not being accessible to our civilization, and my successfully building a model weaker than reality which nonetheless correctly rules out alignment being accessible to our civilization, I could spend the rest of my short remaining lifetime arguing with people whose models are weak enough to induce some area of ignorance where for all they know you could align a thing but that is predictably how conversations go in possible worlds where the earth is doomed, so somebody wiser on the meta level, though also ignorant on the object level, might prefer to ask, where do you think your knowledge, rather than your ignorance, says that alignment ought to be doable and you will be surprised if it is not?
NGO 1407. That's a fair point. Although it seems like a structural property of the pivotal act framing, which builds in doom by default. Yukowski 1408. We could talk about that, if you think it's a crux. Though I'm also not thinking that this whole conversation gets done in a day, so maybe for publishability reasons we should try to focus more on one line of discussion? But I do think that lots of people get their optimism by supposing that the world can be saved by doing less dangerous things with an AGI. So it's a big old crux of mine on priors. NGO 1409. Agreed that one line of discussion is better, I'm happy to work within the Pivotal Act framing for current purposes. A third option is that I make some claims about how cognition works, and we see how much you agree with them. Yukowski 1412. Though it's something of a restatement, a reason I'm not going into my intuitions about how cognition works is that past experience has led me to believe that conveying this info in a form that the other mind will actually absorb and operate, is really quite hard and takes a long discussion, relative to my current abilities to actually explain things, it is the sort of thing that might take doing homework exercises to grasp how one structure is appearing in many places, as opposed to just being flatly told that to no avail, and I have not figured out the homework exercises. I'm cheerful about hearing your own claims about cognition and disagreeing with them. NGO 1412. Great. Okay, so one claim is that something like deontology is a fairly natural way for minds to operate. Yukowski 1414. If that were true, he thought at once, bureaucracies and books of regulations would be a lot more efficient than they are in real life. NGO 1414. Hmm, although I think this was probably not a very useful phrasing, let me think about how to rephrase it. Okay. So in our earlier email discussion, we talked about the concept of obedience. To me it seems like it is just as plausible for a mind to have a concept like obedience as its rough goal, as a concept like maximizing paperclips. If we imagine training an agent on a large amount of data which pointed in the rough direction of rewarding obedience, for example, then I imagine that by default obedience would be a constraint of comparable strength to, say, the human survival instinct. Which is obviously not strong enough to stop humans doing a bunch of things that contradict it, but it's a pretty good starting point. Yukowski 1418. Hey. You mean of comparable strength to the human instinct to explicitly maximize inclusive genetic fitness? NGO 1419. Genetic fitness wasn't a concept that our ancestors were able to understand, so it makes sense that they weren't pointed directly towards it. And nor did they understand how to achieve it. Yukowski 1419. Even in that paradigm, except insofar as you expect gradient descent to work very differently from gene search optimization, which, admittedly, it does, when you optimize really hard on a thing, you get contextual correlates to it, not the thing you optimized on. This is of course one of the big fundamental problems that I expect in alignment. NGO 1420. Right, so the main correlate that I've seen discussed is do what would make the human give you a high rating, not what the human actually wants. One thing I'm curious about is the extent to which you're concerned about this specific correlate, versus correlates in general. Yukowski 1421. That said, I also see basic structural reasons why paperclips would be much easier to train than obedience, even if we could magically instill simple inner desires that perfectly reflected the simple outer algorithm we saw ourselves as running over many particular instances of a loss function. NGO 1422. I'd be interested in hearing what those are. Yukowski 1422. Well, first of all, why is a book of regulations so much more unwieldy than a hunter-gatherer? If deontology is just as good as consequentialism, you know. Do you want to try replying or should I just say? NGO 1423. Go ahead. I should probably clarify that I agree that you can't just replace consequentialism with deontology. The claim is more like, 
when it comes to high-level concepts, it's not clear to me why high-level consequentialist goals are more natural than high-level deontological goals. Yukowski 1424. I reply that reality is complicated, so when you pump a simple goal through complicated reality you get complicated behaviors required to achieve the goal. If you think of reality as a complicated function input greater than probability output, then even to get a simple output or a simple partition on output or a high expected score in a simple function over output, you may need very complicated input. Humans don't trust each other. They imagine, well, if I just give this bureaucrat a goal, perhaps they won't reason honestly about what it takes to achieve that goal. Oh no. Therefore I will instead, being the trustworthy and accurate person that I am, reason myself about constraints and requirements on the bureaucrat's actions, such that, if the bureaucrat obeys these regulations, I expect the outcome of their action will be what I want. But, compared to a general intelligence that observes and models complicated reality and does its own search to pick actions, an actually effective book of regulations, implemented by some non-human mind with a large enough and perfect enough memory to memorize it, would tend to involve a, physically unmanageable, vast number of rules saying if you observe this, do that to follow all the crinkles of complicated reality as it can be inferred from observation. NGO 1428. Though it's something of a restatement, a reason I'm not going into my intuitions about how cognition works is that past experience has led me to believe that conveying this info in a form that the other mind will actually absorb and operate, is really quite hard and takes a long discussion, relative to my current abilities to actually explain things, it is the sort of thing that might take doing homework exercises to grasp how one structure is appearing in many places, as opposed to just being flatly told that to no avail, and I have not figured out the homework exercises. As a side note, do you have a rough guess for when your work with IAEA will be made public? If it's still a while away, I'm wondering whether it's still useful to have a rough outline of these intuitions even if it's in a form that very few people will internalize. Yukowski 1430. As a side note, do you have a rough guess for when your work with IAEA will be made public? If it's still a while away, I'm wondering whether it's still useful to have a rough outline of these intuitions even if it's in a form that very few people will internalize. Plausibly useful, but not to be attempted today, I think? NGO 1430. Agreed. Yukowski 1430. We are now theoretically in overtime, which is okay for me, but for you it is 11.30pm, I think? And so it is on you to call when to halt, now or later. NGO 1432. Yeah, it's 11.30 for me. I think probably best to halt here. I agree with all the things you just said about reality being complicated, and why consequentialism is therefore valuable. My deontology claim, which was, in its original formulation, far too general, apologies for that, was originally intended as a way of poking into your intuitions about which types of cognition are natural or unnatural, which I think is the topic we've been circling around for a while. Yukowski 1433. Yep, and a place to resume next time might be why I think obedience is unnatural compared to paperclips, though that is a thing that probably requires taking that stab at what underlies surface competencies. NGO 1434. Right. I do think that even a vague gesture at that would be reasonably helpful, assuming that this doesn't already exist online. Yukowski 1434. Not yet as far as I know, and I don't want to point you to IAS stuff even if she were okay with that, because then this in-context conversation won't make sense to others. NGO 1435. For my part I should think more about pivotal acts that I'd be willing to specifically defend. In any case, thanks for the discussion, smiley face. Let me know if there's a particular time that suits you for a follow-up, otherwise we can sort it out later. Soar is 1437. Y'all are doing all my jobs for me. Yukowski 1437. Could try Tuesday at this same time, 
though I may be in worse shape for dietary reasons, still, seems worth trying. Soares 1437. WFM. NGO 1439. Tuesday not ideal, any others work? Yukowski 1439. Wednesday? NGO 1440. Yes, Wednesday would be good. Yukowski 1440. Let's call it tentatively for that. Soares 1441. Great. Thanks for the chats. NGO 1441. Thanks both. Yukowski 1441. Thanks, Richard. 2. Follow-ups. 2.1. Richard NGO Summary. Tallinn 035 September 6th. Just caught up here and wanted to thank Nate, Eliezer and, especially, Richard for doing this. It's great to see Eliezer's model being probed so intensively I've learned a few new things, such as the genetic bottleneck being plausibly a big factor in human cognition. Fuyu, a minor comment re-deontology, as that's fresh on my mind, in my view deontology is more about coordination than optimization, deontological agents are more trustworthy, as they're much easier to reason about, in the same way how functional declarative code is easier to reason about than imperative code hence my steelman of bureaucracies, as well as social norms, humans just, correctly, prefer their fellow optimizers, including non-human optimizers, to be deontological for trust coordination reasons, and are happy to pay the resulting competence tax. NGO 310 September 8th. Thanks John. I agree that greater trust is a good reason to want agents which are deontological at some high level. I've attempted a summary of the key points so far, comments welcome, docs link. NGO September 8th Google Doc. First discussion. Mostly summaries not quotations. Eliezer, summarized by Richard, to avoid catastrophe, whoever builds AGI first will have to a, align it to some extent, and b, decide not to scale it up beyond the point where their alignment techniques fail, and c, do some pivotal act that prevents others from scaling it up to that level. But our alignment techniques will not be good enough our alignment techniques will be very far from adequate on our current trajectory, our alignment techniques will be very far from adequate to create an AI that safely performs any such pivotal act. Yukowski 1105 September 8th comment. Will not be good enough. Are not presently on course to be good enough, missing by not a little. Will not be good enough is literally declaring for lying down and dying. Yukowski 1603 September 9th comment. Will be very far from adequate. Same problem as the last time I commented. I am not making an unconditional prediction about future failure as would be implied by the word will. Conditional on current courses of action or their near neighboring courses, we seem to be well over an order of magnitude away from surviving, unless a miracle occurs. It's still in the end a result of people doing what they seem to be doing, not an inevitability. NGO 510 September 10th comment. Ah, I see. Does adding on our current trajectory fix this? Yukowski 1046 September 10th comment. Yes. NGO September 8th Google Doc. Richard, summarized by Richard, consider the pivotal act of make a breakthrough in alignment research. It is likely that, before the point where AGIs are strongly superhuman at seeking power, they will already be strongly superhuman at understanding the world, and at performing narrower pivotal acts like alignment research which don't require as much agency, by which I roughly mean, large-scale motivations and the ability to pursue them over long timeframes. Eliezer, summarized by Richard, there's a deep connection between solving intellectual problems and taking over the world, the former requires a powerful mind to think about domains that, when solved, render very cognitively accessible strategies that can do dangerous things. Even mathematical research is a goal-oriented task which involves identifying then pursuing instrumental subgoals, and if brains which evolve to hunt on the savanna can quickly learn to do mathematics, then it's also plausible that AIs trained to do mathematics could quickly learn a range of other skills.
Since almost nobody understands the deep similarities in the cognition required for these different tasks, the distance between AIs that are able to perform fundamental scientific research, and dangerously agentic AGIs, is smaller than almost anybody expects. Yukowski 1105 September 8th comment. There's a deep connection between solving intellectual problems and taking over the world. There's a deep connection by default between chipping flint hand axes and taking over the world, if you happen to learn how to chip hand axes in a very general way. Intellectual problems aren't special in this way. And maybe you could avert the default, but that would take some work and you'd have to do it before easier default ML techniques destroyed the world. NGO September 8th Google Doc. Richard, summarized by Richard, our lack of understanding about how intelligence works also makes it easy to assume that traits which co-occur humans will also co-occur in future AIs. But human brains are badly optimized for tasks like scientific research, and well-optimized for seeking power over the world, for reasons including a, evolving while embodied in a harsh environment, b, the genetic bottleneck, c, social environments which rewarded power-seeking. By contrast, training neural networks on tasks like mathematical or scientific research optimizes them much less for seeking power. For example, GPT-3 has knowledge and reasoning capabilities but little agency, and loses coherence when run for longer timeframes. Tallinn 4 19 September 8th comment. Well optimized for, seeking power. Male-female differences might be a data point here, annoying as it is to lean on Pinker's point smiles. Yukowski 1131 September 8th comment. I don't think a female Eliezer Yukowski doesn't try to save, optimize, take over the world. Men may do that for non-smart reasons, smart men and women follow the same reasoning when they're smart enough. Egg Anna Shalomon and many others. NGO September 8th Google Doc. Eliezer, summarized by Richard, firstly, there's a big difference between most scientific research and the sort of pivotal act that we're talking about. You need to explain how AIs with a given skill can be used to actually prevent dangerous AGIs from being built. Secondly, insofar as GPT-3 has little agency, that's because it has memorized many shallow patterns in a way which won't directly scale up to general intelligence. Intelligence instead consists of deep problem-solving patterns which link understanding and agency at a fundamental level. This was part one of, NGO and Yukowski on alignment difficulty. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.